Hi there, welcome back. Listening to how Rudy Giuliani, Rudolph, <laughs> I'm gonna start calling him Rudolph. <laughs> Red nosed psycho. Anyway, Red nosed trader. Rudolph the Red nosed trader had a very shiny nose. Cause he's an alcoholic. <laughs> anyway, so this is called Rudy Created Roadmap to put him and Trump in prison for life.
And I probably will. The love of Gloryon leaves you nothing but boring stories of glory days. Now that I pass you by, follow me. And I love young girls, I glory days. Alright. Oh yeah. Leaves it with Mr. Wood. Nothing with no. Leaves you Mr. Wood nothing but stories of story day. And I'll pass you by glory days In the middle of a young girl's eye glory days Um, is it connected? There we go. <clears throat> sorry, sorry, Dad. Use it to corruption. Nuclear material into Russia. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. The foundation is a racketeering enterprise. It's a racketeering enterprise. <laughs> the RICO statute. I was the first one to use the racketeering statute <laughs> for public corruption. I did it against most of Ed Koch's administration. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, Ed wasn't paying attention. Well, they were stealing millions. So, mm -hmm. there uh, we have Hillary. Uh, you can't vote for her. You can't. I mean, you just can't. You can't put a criminal on the White House. You can't do it. <laughs> now we have Donald Trump. The Michael Popak Legal AF back in 2016, that was Rudy Giuliani campaigning for Donald Trump, <laughs> saying that he, as the godfather of the Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organization Act statute, that... Racketeering Influence and Corrupt Organization Act case... It, was, it should be properly applied to Hillary Clinton and that we can't send a criminal to the White House. Now let's talk about the sweet irony of that because Mr. Rico has just been Ricoed himself. I would love to take credit for that turn of the phrase, but that's for the Wall Street Journal, a Rupert Murdoch paper. What are they talking about? Rudy Giuliani, before he became a criminal defendant and before he was the mayor of New York, had a reasonably successful career as a prosecutor. He was even in the Department of Justice as the number three attorney, deputy attorney general for the entire United States. And there he decided that there was an, a statute that had been sitting on the books, a criminal federal statute, sitting on the books since the 1970s, passed to fight organized crime, kind of all came out of the godfather era in our country. 
Um, and it was called, it is called the Rocketeer Influence and Corrupt Organization Act. It's, it's referred to as RICO. By the way, they picked the initials in order to have some sort of Italian sounding name as a side note. The RICO statute is now not only on the federal books, but on most states have their own version and call it RICO. So Georgia has a RICO statute. And the irony now is that the originator, the person who basically wrote the textbook on how to use RICO against organizations that aren't necessarily organized crime or the part of the mob, is now being prosecuted for violating those very sets of statutes. So what I was getting to is when he was in the Department of Justice, he dusted off an old statute that had been on the books since the 1970s called RICO and figured out a way and hired prosecutors. RICO racketeering influence and corrupt organization Under him to use it to go after the very, very top, the creme de la creme of the criminals in a criminal conspiracy so that they're not just, you know, prosecuting and convicting the foot soldiers. They wanted the tops, right, the heads of the organization. When he got into the Southern District of New York as the U.S. attorney, he was appointed there by the then president, and he served in that role from 1983 to 1989. He is famous, infamous, if you will, for having taken the RICO statute, dusted it off, rewritten for prosecutors into the future, like one Fulton County District Attorney, Fawny Willis, how to use it in creative ways that maybe even the people that put that statute on the books in Congress hadn't anticipated. So he is the godfather. He's referred to as the godfather of RICO. And he used it not just in organized crime, although he did use it against the infamous five families, you know, from godfather fame in New York to bring them down. He used it to not just get the lower-level soldiers of the mafia and the, and the organized crime, but he, he got the top people, too, and put them all in jail. But that's not the only time he used it. And as he just referenced in the video clip that we played at the top of this hot take, he used it in other ways, as any good prosecutor would, and wrote the textbook and the blueprint about how to use it in the future. So he used it against the wolves of Wall Street. The financiers like Ivan Bosky and Michael Milken, who were put away for years and hundreds of millions of dollars stripped away from them because they played on an unlevel playing field in the securities markets on Wall Street, and they took advantage of mom-and-pop investors and insider traded to the tune of hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. He used it against them. They weren't the mafia. They were organized crime in their own way because these statutes the one that Fawny Willis is using, the one that Rudy Giuliani used um, against others when it was appropriate, only require two underlying predicate acts or crimes, and then overt acts, which are steps taken by every par party that's a participant in the conspiracy. And in the indictment in Georgia, there are 161 overt acts, many of which were involving Rudy Giuliani, who was the captain of Team Crazy, who went around in, to, to attack and pressure election officials, elected officials, hold phony legislative hearings in which they brought in false and fraudulent election data to show that there was some sort of fraud when there wasn't. He led the lawsuits. He implemented the crazy pipe dreams of John Eastman and Ken Cheeseborough, these legal halfwits who wrote 
you know, the absent-minded constitutional law professors who wrote, you know, here's how we will create fake electors and then we'll have Mike Pence not recognize the real electors and throw it over to the state houses and make Donald Trump the president. Or we know this isn't going to work, but it'll buy us enough time and then maybe we can, you know, our pressure campaign will work. And all that is part of the conspiracy that's reflected in the 98-page indictment. Rudy Giuliani has 13 crimes criminal counts against him in that indictment. But the big one, the headline here is the godfather of RICO who wrote the textbook on how to use it and stretch it is, 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 uh, is being prosecuted under those very same laws. And you just heard him admit in that clip that he used it in public corruption cases. Let me repeat that because the, the new version, the new version of Rudy Giuliani who's running around on television and giving quotes is saying the opposite of that clip I just showed, okay? I'm gonna show you the flip-flop in a minute. We're gonna play it here in the middle. And I'm gonna show you how he's flipped, because now he claims, oh, Rico's only for organized crime. I, I was the father of Rico. Uh, it's not being used properly against me. It was never supposed to be for election fraud. Wrong. Even another Rudy Giuliani lookalike from 2016 in the clip we just played in front of other elected officials when he was campaigning for Donald Trump, and still listed as the former mayor uh -huh. of New York, you can see on that line, instead yeah, of yeah. currently indicted co-conspirator in, uh, in Georgia, an unindicted co-conspirator in Jack Smith's federal case, right? That's what, yeah, you couldn't fit yeah. that all on the cryon at the bottom <laughs> underneath his name. But then he was saying that Hillary Clinton was a member of an organized yeah. criminal enterprise and yeah. that she shouldn't go to White House, she should go to jail, she was a criminal. Don't put a criminal in the White House. Yeah, that should be the slogan Joe Biden asshole. actually runs with this this coming election. Don't put a criminal in the White House. Vote for Joe Biden. That alone should get him enough votes to put him over the top. So let me just show the quick split screen here because it's so fascinating to watch because I think these idiots, these criminals. Trumpy's racketeering lawsuit against Hillary Clinton got thrown out, dismissed, um, and he had to pay for Hillary's legal bill. Ah. Fucking asshole. It's like Donald Trump and others don't think that there's a Wayback Machine or there's any way to, to go find clips and video and audio and tweets and social media postings from the past and compare it to what they're saying now. That's what prosecutors are doing. That's the basis of a lot of the indictments are the social media postings, the video clips, the interviews that are being used by these people. Prosecutors have a name for that in the world of racketeering, influence, and corrupt organization. They call it overt acts in furtherance of the conspiracy. I know that Giuliani and Trump call it the oh, First Amendment social media interviews. No, they're crimes, and they're indicative of crimes. So let me run back to back. Let me run that clip again. First, you're going to see Rudy Giuliani in 2016 saying don't send a criminal to the White House and that the proper use of racketeering influence and corrupt organization act includes public corruption citing that he went after the former mayor of New York Ed Koch and his administration using the racketeering influence uh, set of conspiracies basically endorsing its use for public integrity and public corruption cases which is at bottom what the election interference case is in Georgia and then I'm gonna run right after that a clip um, of him saying it's not being used properly I should know I invented it and then we'll wrap it up let's run the clips the foundation is a racketeering enterprise 
some racketeering enterprise. The RICO statute. I was the first one to use the racketeering statute for public corruption. I did it against most of Ed Koch's administration. <laughs> well, Ed wasn't paying attention. Well, they were stealing millions. So, there we have Hillary. You can't vote for her. You can't. I mean, you just can't. You can't put a criminal in the White House. You can't do it. Now we have Donald Trump. <laughs> criminal defendant Rudolph Giuliani just Rudolph said this. The red nosed alcoholic. The red nosed traitor. Criminal defendant Rudolph Giuliani just said this. This is a ridiculous act of racketeering influence and uh, set of conspiracies, in basically case. endorsing its use for public integrity in public corruption cases, which is at bottom what the election interference case is in Georgia. Uh, and then I'm going to run right after that a clip um, <laughs> of him saying, it's not being used properly. I should know. I invented it. And then we'll wrap it up. Let's run the clips. The foundation is a racketeering enterprise. It's a racketeering enterprise. The RICO statute. I was the first one to use the racketeering statute for public corruption. I did it against most of Ed Koch's administration. <laughs> That's well, Ed wasn't paying attention. Well, they were stealing millions. So, there we have Hillary. Yeah, you can't vote for her. You can't. I'm you just can't. You can't put a criminal in the White House. You can't do it. Now we have Donald Trump. Criminal defendant Rudolph Giuliani just said this. This is a ridiculous application. Uh, the racketeering statute. There's probably no one that knows it better than I do. Probably some that know it as well. I was the first one to use it in white collar cases. But in major cases like the Boski case and the Milken case, uh, this is not meant for election disputes. I mean, uh, this is ridiculous what she's doing. Right? Okay. What a difference seven years or eight years makes in Rudy Giuliani's tune. He's singing a different tune now. I'm hoping, I guess, that nobody would find the earlier clip, but uh, we did and, and others did. And, and there we have it presented to you. All of this is not going to work. You know, this, while it may be interesting for a fundraising campaign or an interview or on social media or right wing, you know, right wing news uh, media, it's not a defense. Right? He's not going to be able to say, I'm an expert on RICO, and it's being improperly used against me. I should know. I'm the godfather of RICO. I mean, that, that's just a sweet irony that's going to be presented to the jury. That's not a defense, right? It's going to lead to some giggling by the jury. Remember, you know, Rudy Giuliani once said at the Ellipse during the speech on Jan 6, if we're wrong, meaning him, Eastman, Cheeseboro, Donald Trump, Mark Meadows and others, if we're wrong, we're going to be made fools of. But if we're right, others are going to be in jail. Okay, I got news for you. You were wrong. And not only are you going to be made fools of, you're going to jail as a result of the indictments against you.
We're going to follow all of this, the flip-flopping by Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani. We The knives are out. You know that show on television, Knives Out? Knives are out. We're watching live vivisection and cannibalism by the unindicted and indicted co-conspirators and lawyers for Donald Trump. Everybody's wearing a T-shirt now that said, he did it, I didn't. Um, they're throwing each other under the bus. This is exactly what the prosecutors wanted. This is a prosecutor's dream. I was going to say something else. A prosecutor's dream. Jack Smith is salivating over this. Fonnie Willis's team is salivating out of it, all over it. And all the new statements that are coming out will just be used in courtrooms as evidence and or in new and future indictments. I'm going to follow it on hot takes just like this one in one place. You know where it is. It's the Midas Touch Network. We're almost going to be at 2 million subscribers. Free. Free. Help us get there. And we'll keep bringing the content to you on hot takes just like this one about every hour on the Midas Touch Network. I do it with uh, two other co-anchors of mine on Legal AF, Karen Friedman, Ignifilo, Ben Mysalis. If you like hot takes, takes, you're going to love our podcast legal af only on the midas touch network we do it live youtube recording wednesdays and saturdays we then put it up on audio everywhere you get an audio podcast by the time we're done by the end of the week it's 500,000 800,000 people have watched it we curate the best of these hot takes and stories at the intersection of u.s law and politics for you and i give it to you from my perspective 32 year uh trial lawyer in courtrooms and courthouses just like the ones i'm talking about if you like me, I'm Michael Popak. Follow me on all things social media, including now threads at MS Popak. Until the next hot take, this is Michael Popak, Legal AF. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. That was wonderful. Two hundred five subscribers. Cause he's an alcoholic. Rudolph the red-nosed traitor.
Rudolph the red-nosed trader had a very shiny nose because he's an alcoholic. You could even say he blows. Let's see here. Comedy by Trista. Comedy. Rides. Hello, darling. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona. And KPYT, that's where you'll be. Travel Radio, Travel Radio, Travel Radio. On the Reds with Trista Show, Travel Radio, Travel Radio. Let's see what else Mighty Touch has to offer tonight. Babysit, I babysit, uh, body steps should be dual bot podcasting just because these are amazing times. Gonna make sure we get the message out. Right, great step. I started, um, Kind of doing a compilation, daily compilation of all the news and some ancient history stuff I listen to. Good evening, good evening, yes. Let's see what's um, uh, new on Midas Touch, 34 minutes ago posted. Confused Trump so desperate in disastrous live TV interview. Hey y'all, it's Lita Hakeem Jeffries. Hi Hakeem. Hey Hakeem baby. Need your love, need your dough, need your dough, need your dough. No, you don't, no, you don't. It's a witch hunt, it's just a continuation of a witch hunt. They want to silence you, they want to silence you, and they mean silence. It's a witch hunt, and they want to silence you. And what about taking you to court and giving you a chance to put your case forward? in a court of law, Burner. which part of that is silencing you, because you know, you're on it's national television talking about it, so you're not silenced there, you're Burner. messaging about it on your Truth Social platform every other hour and at two o'clock in the morning, so you're not silenced there, you're going to get your day in court, so how exactly are 
Democrats or prosecution in this case, how are they silencing you? Uh, I think they're sick people. I think they are people that uh, have no idea how the world works and they have no idea the anger they cause. And you keep referring to people being sick. And what is that? Are you referring to coronavirus or mental illness? Because, you know, you never give any specifics because you don't know any more words than these kind of little buzz phrases. They're sick people. It's the biggest in the world. Everybody's talking about it. A lot of people are saying. I mean, none of this stuff makes any sense. And, and here's it's the crux. When you job. refer to they don't know how the world works the and people are very angry about it, what you're really saying there is the you don't know how it works Connell. when white people Jack are supposed to be able to do Dump. whatever they want. Jack when rich Dump. white men Connell. have ruled the Jack world for years Dump. and now, for some reason, you have black females trying to stop rich white men from just doing whatever they want to do, that's the problem, isn't it? That really is the whole crux of this argument. Your, your frustration that you are finally being stopped in your tracks by the law of the country that you were born into. This is not some Democrat law. This is not some law of another nation. This is not the, this is not the Hague. This is the United States of America saying that you have broken the law. And because you're rich, and because you're white, and because you're male, you've been getting away with it for decades. And that is why you think that the other side, whoever they may be, don't know how it works. Well, they do know how it works. And they know that the law applies to everybody. Black, white, rich, poor, orange. You know, we have a tremendous <laughs> group of people in this orange. country, and I'm not just talking about Republicans. We have them on both sides, and we have a lot of them. And this is something else you do. You try and change the timeline of history. To, just to adjust things so that you are in a slightly better light. It's not a witch hunt. You know, you, you broke the law. You tried to overturn the election, for goodness sake. It's not like you, you, you know, tried to pay for some cigarettes like with a, a fake $20 bill. Case in point, this is the greatest crime in American political and legal history. It is the most serious crime Put him down like of attempting to dog. overturn a legitimate election mm -hmm. and to try and convince half the country that the election was stolen when it wasn't. You just lost. That's all that happened. And if you'd have accepted your loss and conceded and allowed the peaceful transfer of power to take place, you could have run again this year and maybe, who knows, you could have won. If you just you let the experts do their job, when they watch you would have probably gotten this disgusting elected. situation uh, where they do it for publicity, where they do fundraisers based on, you know, she, uh, in her case, and they're all bad. It's a disgusting situation, and, you know, they do it for publicity, and, you know, they do like fundraisers. Now, what are you talking about? Nobody cares about this stuff. All people care about is trying to maintain the order and democracy of the constitutional republic that is the United States, which is a democracy, incidentally. You know, the two are not mutually exclusive. And so, in order to allow everyone the free vote, we are just trying to maintain the system. And that means that if you run again, you could win or you could lose. And Joe Biden's going to run again, and he could win or he could lose. It's just it's normal. Me. He's not trying to rig it so that he wins which is what you do. And that is why this is so serious. And that is why when you're being interviewed, 
people glaze over because they know that you're talking garbage. You're just throwing stuff out there in the hope that you convert one more person to this weird MAGA cult of yours where people worship you rather than the country. Because I have four of them now, if you look. I mean, this is not even possible. Four over the next last couple of months. Uh, and frankly, it discredits everything. Frankly, and they're all very similar in the sense that they're, uh, there's no basis for them. We don't have to look. We know you have four indictments. Trust me, this is all anyone's talking about. Because a former president of the United States has four indictments for overturning the election, for attempting to steal national secrets. Well, you actually stole them, you took them, and pretended that you'd given them back when you clearly hadn't. And then you tipped the swimming pool into the room because you wanted to destroy the server. I mean, this is criminal activity. And, and you are doing it in plain sight. It's not even as if you're really good at hiding it. You know, you employ the worst lawyers, terrible people like Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. I mean, these people are not skilled. These people are from a bygone era. These people are also racist and xenophobic and homophobic. And, you know, you might have that in common with them. But, you know, just because they are keen to lie for you, doesn't make them good at their jobs. Not that you pay your lawyers anyway. Over the next last couple of months, uh, and frankly, it discredits everything. And they're all very similar in the sense that they're... If this is your best defense, that there's four indictments and you know they're all different, but they're all the same and there's no basis for them because it's a witch hunt, you're going to lose. You know, I mean, I am all for innocent until proven guilty, but you have given us nothing that suggests that you're innocent. You haven't put forward a single counter argument. You're going to go down. You know, it's just a matter of when. And, you know, if you think that you're going to win the election and then pardon yourself so that all this goes away, it won't. It's not like coronavirus, you know, where you can drink bleach or shine a light inside the body and it just goes away in a few hours. This is serious. It's a witch hunt. It's just a continuation of a witch hunt. They want to silence you. They want to silence you. I'm Anthony Davis. You can hear me every day on the 5-Minute News Podcast. On Wednesdays, co-hosting MAGA Uncovered. On Sundays on The Weekend Show with Midas Touch. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram. Connell, jackass, dump, Christopher, Prince, Trump for prison. Trump, okay, these are other people's comments. Trump reflects about himself out loud. He lacks empathy. Yeah, for sure. Excellent reporting, Anthony, calling out Trump's lies. Trump, they want to silence me. He says 10 times a day on every variety of public media. I would like Trump to speak as often as loudly as he likes from his prison cell as permitted by the warden. <laughs> this is the most dangerous person in the entire country and the fucking planet. On the planet. His most uh, end in history. Shit. I gotta go dose a dog. Three step for press. 
Shut for present. I agree wholeheartedly. Trump is so delusional, it's terrifying. Electing Barack Obama is what really set them off. Disastrous, desperate, very appropriate adjectives to describe Trump's state of mind. Any others? How does Fox News get away with calling itself Fox News? How do they get away? Yeah, also, how do they get away with uh, not being charged as co-conspirators? They were back and forth as much as his kids. This video is awesome. We are all in serious trouble if he ever gets elected again. Anthony, please don't stop calling out his nonsense. If any, if other news people had done this, we wouldn't be in this mess today. Most respect for you. Accountability feels like discrimination when it applies to you in a 45 and your criminal enterprise. You hit the treasonous nail on the big fat head, big fat orange head. We've read all four indictments, Don Trump, Trumpioni. In a fair trial, you're cooked, godfather. <laughs> he is raving about nothing, making less sense than he used to. Lunacy. This is from a man that eats, breathes, and sleeps, fundraising for any and every reason. Hypocrisy at its worst. Lock her up, lock her up. Well, what? Oh, that was Trump demanding Hillary be locked up without trial. I see. Trump's a sad little man. For some, he's, he's a fucking scared puppy. Yeah, he hates that scared puppy. He hates that Pelosi called him a scared puppy, so let's keep calling him scared puppy. Hashtag scared puppy. Let's tweet that scared puppy. <laughs> scared puppy. LOL. Um, scared puppy, Christopher Press. I guess people don't really, I don't think, people don't seem to really understand what Christopher Press. <laughs> what does that stand for? So, that's a lot of people don't know, um, POTUS. President of the United States. Scared puppy. Right. What else is new on Midas Touch tonight? Trump blatantly, disturbingly posts threats in entire judicial process. Well, anyone with a car at home must watch this video. If you always have snacks and uh, Caitlin, uh, Trump on Truth Social yesterday wrote, quote, they never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the, the riggers, a word that I'm not particularly familiar with, riggers. Uh, Keith Boykin, a, a Democratic political commentator and former White House aide to, to Bill Clinton, he, he took issue with that term. Take a listen. 
and he wants to find the riggers, his word, not mine, who stole the election from him. Rigger, please. He, uh, Boykin went on to say Trump's choice of words uh, is not an accident after spending days making racist attacks against Fonnie Willis, the black woman leading the prosecution against him uh, in I Atlanta. Uh, what do you make of that? I mean, it's entirely unsurprising if you've been watching and listening to Donald Trump attack essentially everyone who has criticized him, certainly those who have investigated him. But I think what is different here is that he is pushing the limits of the criminal justice system in the sense of what he is saying yeah. online. His attorneys certainly recognize that. I mean, they argue publicly and in court that he has a First Amendment right, that he is running for Conference office, that what he says should not be limited. But they also recognize the reality that these are prosecutors and judges that are either overseeing the case or handling the investigation in and of itself, and that this is not um, helpful to them, that this is problematic. That Trump is someone wiki, who can't Justice necessarily you know, be told what to do. I mean, his, his post yesterday about holding wiki, the, wiki. the major, or two days ago, about holding the major press conference at Marla or at Bedminster on Monday, talking about how he's finally going to prove election fraud three years later, is something that he did almost entirely on his own. It wasn't something that was this coordinated campaign strategy. And so, I mean, he has access to this these Truth Social's uh, accounts. He's the one who posts these posts. And so the question is, does the judge weigh in here in any of these cases, um, and do they get involved, and does it hurt him potentially, as Judge Chutkin in Washington has warned that it would, whether or not that happens remains to be seen. Alyssa, what do you make of uh, the, the racial ac accusation Keith Boykin uh, was making there, that the, the use of the word rigor uh, is not uh, unintentional? Mr. President, uh, Mr. Trump, President Trump has certainly been accused of racist language before. Right. With Trump, you don't need to look for a dog whistle. It's it's a bullhorn uh, when it comes to, to yeah. race. And I, I do think that's deliberate. We've seen the, yeah. I mean, slanderous attacks that he's he's uh, put out against uh, Bonnie Willis, Thank you know, you. alleged things I won't even yes. repeat. So that's he's not really hiding um, that he's going to lean into that element. And this is, in, you know, taking place just outside Thank of Atlanta you, Justice, when you saw the courtroom. Man. It was a lot of black men and women who were serving in that courtroom. The fact that he's introducing race into this prosecution surprises me. It's disgusting. It's textbook Donald Trump, but it comes as no surprise. Yeah. Caitlin Collins and Alyssa Fairgriffin, thanks to both of you. It's Michael Popak, Legal AF. Donald Trump is a racist. Donald Trump uses racist phrases and tropes and comes very close to crossing the line in using the N-word against prosecutors, judges, and the like that he tries to attack. It's not a dog whistle, as you heard his former communications director, Alisa Farah, just say on CNN. Alisa. It is a bullhorn. It is used intentionally. You don't use the word riggers, which is not a word. It's a word that he's made up because it's a racist play on words of a word that is uh, dangerous, disgusting, and has no place in our American democracy. Yet, this former president, running to be the leader of the free world again, uses it um, without care, without concern. And for those who think it was by accident, him typing out in his social media post, all in caps, the word RIGGERS, which, if you go look it up in a dictionary, I defy you to find it in the way that he used it. And because it rhymed with a word that he knows as a, as a four-year-old, he shouldn't be using a foul-mouthed, disgusting word tied 
to a what the darkest chapter in American history and how we treated another group of human beings, knowing that not only is Fonnie Willis African-American, but Alvin Bragg, the prosecutor in, of him in the Manhattan James DA's too. office, or the Manhattan D district attorney, is also African-American, as is, well, Tanya Chutkin is Jamaican-American, but you see my point, right? And, and Letitia James, who Donald Trump, just for those that think out there, well, maybe it was just a slip of the fingers <laughs> when he wrote or said the words riggers. You know what he called Letitia James, the New York Attorney Very General, good. who's currently going after him in a civil fraud case with his family for $250 million plus? He called Very her Peekaboo James. Yeah. I'm going to let that land on the table the for fuck a minute. Peekaboo James, first of all, Peekaboo James doesn't mean anything. Peekaboo is a, is a child's game, but as applied to an African-American woman who's, who's prosecuting him, what he's trying to say is a disgusting racial trope and racial slur, which is jigaboo, which was used in the 1800s, 1700s, and 1900s and into the 20th century in this country to demean um, black people, right? It is the equivalent of the N-word, so, and he used it constantly. Whenever he referred to her in social media, he called her Peekaboo James. He couldn't bring himself to say what he wanted to say, but he wanted everybody to know what he wanted to say, right? Or as somebody so eloquently put it recently, Donald Trump may not be a racist, but racist thinks, think that he's racist. With the Fries app, you can always save big on your favorites with personalized coupons and deals, so you can spend less and get more. But he's racist. So now he's using the N-word again. Because he makes stuff up. Therefore, he's not actually saying that, but uh, he's appealing quite deliberately um, to the worst, the worst uh, sentiment in all of us, worst parts of our character. Fonnie Willis, and ultimately by extension, Tanya Chutkin and Letitia James. He already called Letitia James Jigaboo. He called Alvin Bragg in the past a degenerate, which is also an sociopath, which is also a code word for the other, the lesser, right? A group of people that are beneath Donald Trump to try to um, uh, undermine them. He's trying to undermine them in the public opinion, but all he's doing is putting... targets on their back for I said he called Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg an animal which is exactly what Hitler did to dehumanize Jewish people 
Rats. Fawdy Willis has already made it Rats. public that before and since Vermin. the indictment, which just happened in the last few days, the attacks on her, phone calls, letters to her and her family, using the N-word, or the rigor word, as Donald Trump likes to say, has increased a magnitude that's incalculable. Thousands. And what happens when you put crazy people who are racists with um, targets in front of them that are directed by the, the cult leader that they follow? You have violence. We've had it. It hurts. Donald's jackass dad. Donald's. Yes, I'm the only against Mr. Trump. And incarceration. Trista. Praise Trump for prison. Okay. If anything ever happens to any of these prosecutors, because just prosecutors or judges, judges or their family. Because the Justice Department was too cowardly to put him in prison. The Justice Department is responsible for anyone who is hurt, injured, assassinated as a result of Connell Jackass Dump's presidential. What? Dumb. Heard. Um. Okay. This country assassinations of federal judges. We've had in this country assassinations of prosecutors, state and federal. Right? We've had we've had assassination of judges and lawyers that are part of the legal system, the justice system, and of FBI agents. We just had a report. We'll, we'll have one of our other contributors do a hot take on it today. There's a woman in Texas who's being picked up because she's already threatened to kill the federal judge presiding over Jack Smith's latest indictment, Tanya Chutkin, because of what Donald Trump says and how he activates his sleeper cells of racists and crazies to do his bidding. And so it's not funny. It's not clever. It's not mean tweets. It is um, insensitive, inhumane, disgusting, degrading comments coming out of the words and fingers 
of the person that wants to occupy the Oval Office. We could spend weeks walking everyone through all of the conduct and activity of Donald Trump that disqualifies him from being in the highest office or any office ever again. Whether it's under the application of the 14th Amendment Article 3 because he participated in an insurrection and a rebellion against the United States as advocated by two right-wing Federalist Society constitutional scholars in a recent paper that they've issued, which will be cited by federal judges all the way up to the Supreme Court as the appropriate analysis as to why Donald Trump shouldn't even be running for office because he can never obtain it. But in the interim, in the interim, he continues to use, because there seems to be, as of yet, no repercussion to his uh, bald-faced racist attacks on judges and prosecutors and attorney generals. He's gotten away with it, so he continues to do it. He thinks it's in the category of, of making fun of or fat-shaming uh, Chris Christie or calling you know, Joe Biden, you know, crooked this or week, calling uh, back in the day Jeb Bush, week, the you know, uh, sleeping or, or whatever. Or... Damn you, Justice Department. I'm tagging them, the Justice Department, DOJ, the number pops up, oh man, gotta go drug a dog, department, Uh, if anyone gets hurt, because you keep giving this motherfucking traitor and terrorist preferential treatment, you'll be held liable. Day one, I fire Merrick Garland. Fire! Fucking incompetent shithead. Sure he's not, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Sure he's a lovely guy, but he's fucking incompetent. Zero charges of the perps. Zero perps. Uh, J6 Fuck all the way off Fatwa
Damn you, the Justice Department, 202-504-2000. If anyone gets hurt because you keep giving this motherfucking traitor and terrorist preferential treatment, you will be held liable. Day one, fire Merrick Garland. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but he's fucking incompetent. Zero perps of J6. Wait, zero J6 perps. Charged after 2.5 years. Fuck all the way off. Okay, so here's what here's what the other thing says. If anything ever happens, you're still there. You're still there. I guess you are. Hello, darling. Shout out to you. Yeah, yeah. Peace, little buddy. Oh, at the university. Oh, Barrettstone. Oh. Okay, if anything ever happens to any of these prosecutors, judges, witnesses, or their family, because the Justice Department was too cowardly to put him in prison. The Justice Department is responsible for anyone who is hurt, injured, assassinated as a result of Connell jackass dump. I'm the only presidential candidate calling for additional charges of treason and terrorism against Mr. Trump and his immediate disqualification and incarceration, Christopher Perez, Trump for prison. And here the tweet says, Damn you, the Justice Department, 202-514-2000. If anyone gets hurt because you keep giving this motherfucking traitor and terrorist preferential treatment, you will be held liable. Day one, fire... Day one, I fire Merrick Garland. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but he's fucking incompetent. Zero J January 6th perpetrators charged after 2.5 years. Fuck all the way off. Okay, I'm going to tag Tish James. Tish James, Manhattan DA. Oops. Alvin Bragg. And Bonnie uh, Willis. Can't be tagged. Darn. Okay. N double A C P. They should change their name. Colored people. That's so fucking fifties. Ah. Ah. How about black excellence? Yikes. Yeah. 
Excellence. Black excellence. 